What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Keep It Posy podcast. My name is Jasmine, and this is episode 27. Before I get into talking about this week's guest, I wanted to address what happened last week at the U.S. Capitol. An episode of the podcast goes live every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. A lot of us have been working from home or have been unemployed for the last several months. While I was posting about the new episode on social media, I decided to turn on the TV to watch how Congress certifies the election since I never had the chance to because I've either been at school or working during previous election cycles. As people expected, there would be people protesting and exercising their First Amendment rights. However, that escalated quickly. And as time went by and we saw what was happening in Washington, D.C., I felt sick to my stomach. I couldn't believe that my eyes were actually seeing what was happening, but I'm not surprised that it happened. Unfortunately, four people died that day. What makes this worse is knowing that more details and footage are yet to come and that we don't know what is next. I do know, though, that we have a voice and we can use it for positive change in positive ways. We are going through some really hard times And I just want you all to just take care of yourself and take care of each other. And as always, thank you all for tuning in to the podcast and listening as as we get to hear these stories from other people in the music scene. This week's guest is Scott, lead singer of Swedish punk rock band Moving in Stereo. Moving without the G. (laughs) In this conversation, Scott and I talk about their latest EP, Guns N' Roses, his upbringing, how he ended up doing lead vocals for the band, even though that wasn't the original plan, and more. Here's my conversation with Scott on the Keep It Posy podcast. Hey. Hi, how's it going? Awesome. Good. So it's my first time on Zoom, so I'm like, it's really foreign to me. Oh, cool. Well, I'm glad it's uh it worked out. Yeah. Was hey, it, was it um hard getting in or anything like that? No, I I actually I um I put it on a while ago, so it was just sort of sitting there humming away until you got on because I was kind of nervous that I wouldn't be able to get it working. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. we're here, so that's cool. Awesome. Dude, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Hey, what time is it there? It's like 11, no, 12. Um, It's 11. Oh, yep. Yeah. A.M. Sunday. So it's Sunday morning, mm. 11 o'clock. Nice. The sun is out. Oh, yeah. You guys have sun. Yeah. We don't have sun over here. What time is it there? <laughs> you said it was 7? Yeah, no, it's 8 o'clock at night. 
Oh, it's eight. In, you know, Sweden's like at this time of year, it's dark all the time. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah, well, not. It's like 3, 3 p.m. and it's pretty dark. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> crazy. So, you guys are, well, we're wrapping up 2020, but by the time this episode yeah. goes out, it'll be 2021. And we're hoping wow. that it's off to a good start. <laughs> right? Right. So, yeah. Early 2020. You're, you mm -hmm. and your band, Moving in Stereo, you guys put out an EP. Yeah. And you guys, that was not your first EP, but it was the first EP with the label. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. Actually, okay. that, that was kind of a weird, um, not weird, but it was interesting because we had done um, our first EP um, called My Dear Effigy. Uh, and then we'd released a single um, called Authority Blues. And then and then that EP, New Blood, we'd actually, we'd uploaded it to Spotify and had the release date for it. Uh -huh. And then a friend of mine in Germany, he plays for um, a band called Primetime Failure. I don't know if you've heard them, but they're fantastic if you ever get a chance to listen to them. Um, my friend Toby said, oh, is anyone putting out the record? And I, and we hadn't really thought about that um, at all. And we kind of said, well, no, <laughs> it's coming out soon. And he said, look, you've got to email this guy, Rob, and um, send him your music because he, he should listen to it. I was like, okay. So I emailed Rob just randomly, and um, and he was super cool. And he, he kind of like, okay, I'll have a listen on my way to work and stuff this week. And and I didn't we didn't really think about you know any more of it really um and then yeah and then he said hey well let's put it out through wiretap so that's how that happened <laughs> that's, so really that's how that happened yeah uh, it's trippy did anybody put it out for you guys back home no we just i mean we've been really independent with all of it um since day one so i had a friend over here um who has like had an indie label with indie music and he already had an online uh distributor uh through orchard which was a really good like online distributor so he actually put up our music for us just for uh, like a favor you know yeah yeah so we were just doing it ourselves and hadn't really thought about the bigger picture because that first ep was actually um just me and john um our guitarist so we'd recorded that that ep and we didn't even have a band um by the time the first ep was released we had a drummer so <laughs> yeah it's wow kind of, that's awesome well you yeah. beat me to it because i always like to ask the wiretap bands what their story is right wiretap. yeah, yeah. Uh, so there we go so that's how yeah. that happened that's yeah. cool dude yeah we're loving it it's super cool that's awesome uh you guys I mean, the lot, you know, 2020 people had plans. Yeah. And unfortunately, <laughs> life was like, hey, no one's doing what their plans were. So, I don't know. What, yeah. what did you guys have planned for this year for, uh, to help promote the EP? Well, this year we were, um, we were going to be over there. What's the date now? We were going to be there last month for Fest mm. uh, in Gainesville. 
um, and we'd planned summer shows. We had um, the summer run in Europe, and we had a few festivals like um, the Booze Cruise Festival mm-hmm. that we do. And actually, that year was that was a real trip for me because we were playing the festival, and and the lineup was awesome. It had Lagwagon. Good Riddance, um, and also Hot Water Music, which was actually the first band I ever got to open for in New Zealand for like my first like teenage band. Oh, Our wow. first international show that we ever got was Hot Water Music, right? And I haven't seen them since or, or played with them since, so I was super looking forward to that. Oh, man. But, yeah. Wow. Well, if, if something's too good to be true, it probably is. That oh, no, dude. Just, yeah. Well, in a nutshell. <laughs> Hopefully fest will happen and everything you guys had planned as far as shows will still go on. Yeah, fingers crossed. So, dude, if you don't mind taking me back, because, ah. you know, everybody has a story as far as music or anything really in their life. What was your introduction to music? Oh, man, here's a big one. Um in terms of like artist or just playing starting to play music both well my my biggest um introduction to like my own taste of music like you know when you grow up you listen to stuff that your parents listen to so i was uh, brought up with rolling stones and and like leonard skinner and and all those kind of old bands my very first cassette that i picked out myself was um appetite for destruction and for me, I think like Guns N' Roses was the band that killed music for me <laughs> because I can't ever listen to anything that compares to them. So, oh man, no you way. know what I mean? From like word go, that was it for me. And um, yeah, I'm a little bit obsessed. My son is named Axel. I have uh, I have songs on my throat tattooed. From oh wow, dude. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that been a big influence. And over the years, I actually um. I've been in a lot of different bands back in New Zealand. Um, and one of my older bands, we actually, um, we played a show over in LA and, and Slash turned up to the show. So I got to meet him then. And then like, it would have been maybe eight months later, he came to New Zealand and we got to support him. So that was like, that freaked me out. Cause oh, wow. like, that was, you know, that was kind of like my everything. Um, and yeah, and got to meet a few of them over the years just through music. But I always go back to them with with everything I do. So that's crazy, dude. Uh, yeah, where where did you guys play in LA? Uh, we played at the Key Club with Steel Panther. Oh uh, wow, that was a while ago, dude. Yeah, so I think they moved after that to the House of Blues. I think uh, and started doing residency through House of Blues. Uh, so it was quite a while ago. We did uh we did that and we did um like a showcase at uh Viper Room as well. Got it. Um, and we recorded in Santa Monica at Red Bull Studios in Santa Monica. Oh okay. Yeah. So but yeah, so I mean like but like music in general, you know, I've been doing forever. I've been in Sweden for uh eight years now in Gothenburg. Um and when I moved uh, over here, I'd kind of had enough of sort of like what I was used to back at home. And I've been, I've been doing the touring circuits for different bands. I've been a drummer my whole life. So actually moving in stereo is the first time um, I've sung. 
<laughs> it's quite a, a big change. I think when you when you do something so drastic, like from moving literally to the other side of the world, I don't think we could really get further away. Um, everything else changes, so yeah, all of yeah. a sudden you 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 want to try new things and do different stuff. So yeah, so this Dude, is that's first crazy. One. Um, so how old were you when you started playing music? Oh man, I would have been. I think I started playing the drums when I was like 14. Uh, and I was not really like, no, I would have been 13. I, I wasn't too great at school anyway. So when I found drums, um, that was like kind of my way to escape. <laughs> and so drums took over school instead of being at mathematics. I would, I had, I had a music teacher and she, she was like, quite scary and no one liked her she was really scary but for some reason she loved me <laughs> and she would let me come and play the drums instead of going to maths class or english class because i was just really not into school so i played drums throughout most lessons i was in the music room all the time and just kind of i was listening to like whatever i could get my hands on um I mean, like back then, you know, you just walk into a record store and would me and my mates would be like, what looks cool, you know, because yeah, you don't yeah. have, you know, what we have now with finding music. So I remember like picking Weezer, the blue album out of the rack and I hadn't heard of it and it, it looked like a cool cover. And we bought that, you know, and then me and the school band, my mates would be like doing covers of Weezer songs and just trying to find out what we liked. But I think it would have been in my um, early, I would have been maybe 20, 20 when I moved to the city. And that's when I started playing like punk rock. Um, and that was the game changer for me <laughs> after that. Yeah. Wow, dude. It's weird. Or it's awesome, though, that like Weezer seems to be a, a common band that people drop on the podcast. Right. So that's I awesome. Yeah, it's like, just that when that yeah. came out, I hadn't, you know, you hadn't heard anything like that. It was, it was super stripped back and basic, but just so catchy. Yeah, yeah, dude. So you started playing drums. That was your first instrument. Yeah. Any other instruments that you gave a shot? Uh, I, I, I actually learned guitar first. Well, I use that term lightly. I didn't learn the guitar. I learned a few basic chords mm -hmm. <laughs> before finding the drums. Um, and no, not really. I, I did. I started like songwriting in terms of lyrics and melodies um, after a while of playing. So most bands, most of my like later bands, I would be contributing with lyrics and melodies. And I'd, I'd, I'd only ever sing backing vocals or whatever from the drums. So I haven't really done anything else but drumming until Sweden, um, where I decided that, I, yeah, it was time for a change. And and actually, my um, guitarist John, he's he's my best buddy over here. I met him in a, um, in a music shop. He was selling guitars. Uh, he plays guitar for us now, but he was actually a bass player in two of my bands in Sweden. So when I met him, he came to he he was going to ask me to play drums for his heavy metal band, and I said I'm really shit at playing heavy metal, <laughs> but do you want to play bass for my rock and roll band? So. <laughs> That's kind of where the friendship started there. And after we'd played, uh, we had two bands. The last the last um, band we were playing with was for 
uh, an artist over here that there's a, a Swedish band called Hardcore Superstar and they're quite quite uh, well known over here that they've been around for years and he used used to be in that band and had just done like solo stuff mm-hmm. um, which we helped write with him and we did a few tours around Sweden and um, and we did our last show with him in I think it was Stockholm we were supporting Michael Munro who used to um, he was in Hanoi Rocks um, and we decided in Stockholm that it was it was a pretty shit time playing for this guy because he, he wasn't the greatest. So we actually caught a train back home and left the band <laughs> and and then just uh, started writing music ourselves. We're just like, we don't want to play anyone else's music anymore. And that oh, was wow. moving, moving in stereo pretty much. Yeah. So, and, and, and we were going to find a singer, you know, as you do. Um, and I just, I just got like Pro Tools and was learning like, to record properly um and so we did a few demos and i sung and john was like why why are we finding a singer why don't we just find a drummer and uh yeah and that was that really so i i learned to re- uh record here in sweden too i kind of took i think like a couple of years off facebook and all that and just really got obsessed with recording and engineering and and stuff like that so i've been doing that uh, ever since yeah Okay, so you and John mm-hmm. decide we're going to start our own band. And so when you said, let's look for a drummer, that's when you decided that you, that's when you guys decided that you would be the vocalist? Yeah, well, I think he just decided that for me because I, <laughs> I, I wasn't really like, I don't know. It's, a, it's that whole thing of like when you hear your voice back, you don't like it. You know, I, I, I hate hearing my voice back. So. But he was convinced that, yeah, that's what should happen. So, and, and instead of actually finding a band, we, like I said earlier, we recorded our first EP, just the two of us. Um, he's a phenomenal bass player, actually. He's one of the best bass players I've played with. Um, so he did all the guitars and the bass, and, and I did, yeah, drums and singing and stuff. And then we found the band, uh, like, a little bit later. So it's quite hard to find people to play this music in Sweden because Sweden's really like obsessed with heavy metal mm-hmm. and old like seventies, seventies uh, rock and roll and, and and indie and like in terms of like punk music. I mean, you've got Melancholy, of course, and 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 all those sort of bigger dogs. But that over here was like more older music that people used to listen to before. Um, you know, starting to like other stuff, especially like indie rock over here. Um, yeah. So we, you know, we've been struggling to find the right members for forever. But um, we found our drummer Ola at, um, I met him at a Dropkick Murphys show in uh, Gothenburg. And then uh, then we found Elias, our other guitarist. Um, he, <laughs> that was cool. We, all uh, my drummer said, oh, there's this guy, Elias, that I, that I know, and he could, he could be perfect. So the first time I met Elias, I think he might've been a little bit nervous or something. And, um, we decided we'd meet up, um, at, uh, an Inter Shikari show, which I was on the guest list for. And, oh. uh, and I didn't, 
know Elias very well. He got so drunk. Uh-oh. And we had him upstairs in the band's backstage room and Elias was just drinking all their beers. And it was just such a mess. Um, but su- like super lovely dude. And I thought, oh man, this could go one of two ways. This could be terrible or, or perfect. Um, and so, yeah, we, we got him into playing his, his awesome. So the four of us are pretty much have been the main, main lineup. Yeah. Sick, dude. That's awesome. Um, So you, you guys just, or your friend or John decided you're going to sing, but prior to moving in stereo, were you singing in other bands? I was singing like backup vocals behind the drums. Yeah. So it was like the first kind of like front man kind of stuff. Um, Okay. I guess, I guess it came at a good time. I, like, I call it a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 40 now. I'm, I'm the old guy anyway in the band. So like, no, okay. midlife crisis, yeah, just moving from the back to the front. And I've still got like these dreams of playing music for as long as I can, even though there's no payoff. Um, <laughs> what's it called? Delusional. <laughs> I mean, dude. I'm still delusional. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's always crazy, like, hearing your favorite bands and talking, like, hearing the singers talk about, like, well, I wasn't going to sing in the band, but it just happened. I don't know. Yeah. It's um, a trip. So, it's dude, bro, yeah. you, um, you know, you guys, so you guys did your thing, of course, shows, unfortunately, because of the virus, it just yes, changed yeah. the schedule and plans for everybody. So I guess I'll go back to happier times. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I remember them too. <laughs> yeah, dude. So yeah. what was, I know you talked about um, Guns N' Roses, but was that the first album of theirs you ever bought? Yeah, but the first album was Appetite for Destruction. Yeah, on, on cassette. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. And what was the first show you ever went to? Uh, the same Guns N' Roses. I I, I was uh, eleven, and it was the end of the Use Your Illusion tour, uh, and I saw them in New Zealand with uh, Skid Row. Um, that was, and my friends' parents took us to watch them. Yeah, so that was actually my first show as well. Yeah. Oh wow, dude! Crazy. crazy. There's a little uh, kid in a stadium full of like crazy people, and just uh, watching what's going around. <laughs> how old were you guys? I was uh, 12 then. Oh, my God. When I went to that show, yeah. It's crazy. So super young. Yeah, super young. What was the last show you went to before the lockdown? Uh, it was probably the Inter Shikari show, which was quite a while before we went on tour with messy music i kind of i kind of slowed down on the show's front because we had a period where we were playing a little bit anyway so yeah it was probably the inter shikari show in gothenburg um was the last show i went to and then we head out um last november with mercy music through um through europe so oh wow how was that it was awesome yeah it was so cool it's quite weird, but it was, um, you know, you got people traveling from the States to tour with you and we we're kind of like, well, you could just use our stuff and, 
you know, because they're like, what do we bring? And it's quite hard if you're traveling, especially from, from your way over here, if, you know, like you got symbols or, or all that kind of stuff, it's really hard to take. So we kind of said, look, just bring um, your guitar and your bass and and then just use use our stuff. So we hadn't met them before, but we've been talking online and we had some mutual friends, which helped. And uh, we picked them up in, in Denmark, the three of them, and we're all in a van for the for the month and it was awesome it, it couldn't have gone any better actually we made like some of the best friends we've we've got and there was no like weirdness or or anything yeah and it was such a cool tour yeah that's Played awesome all, dude all through um we, did, we, we were doing switzerland and quite a lot of um germany and we did czech republic um we played in Poland, which was a disaster, but it was a really good tour story. Um, yeah, all, all over the place. And then we finished at uh, the Booze Cruise Festival oh. in, uh, in Hamburg. It was the, the winter version. And uh, we played that with um, with a whole lot of bands. And uh, who was headlining? It was um, Spanish Love Songs was headlining that one. So we, we played, yeah, same night as them, kind of back to back. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah, sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, and then the year after, you guys re both released stuff on Wiretap. Yeah, I know it's super cool, right? That's cool. I yeah. Um, Brendan, Brendan, uh, you know they knew Rob anyway, and they were looking at um, you know what to do with the album. And I just said, yeah, just drop Rob an email. Like it's a, it's it's so weird when you release stuff now because like for, I guess for us a uh, that are a bit older so much has changed and yeah. I f sometimes it's just like you just feel completely out of the loop <laughs> like what do we even do now you know like we can we can write and record and stuff but everything after that it's just a bit overwhelming so sometimes you can overthink what to do when you're releasing stuff um so of course having someone like rob um is awesome because that's what he does and we can just you know kind of hand it over and it's in good hands you know yeah um, no for sure uh yeah. he's awesome yeah so um, cool. i was gonna ask so you guys um you know had that 2019 that was your year yeah um what do you guys hope to be able to do once we're able to start safely attending shows again I mean, for us, it's just, we just want to play. I mean, of course you want to like succeed and stuff, but I don't even really know what that means anymore. <laughs> I mean, um, it's so easy to get caught up in like, you know, things like numbers and who's listening and who's, but it's, it's, I think the most important thing for us is just writing songs that we love and playing stuff that we like, because that is actually the only real payoff at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, because music is so like I don't know, um, it's disposable now, which is depressing. But you could spend like so long writing, recording, and and doing all that stuff, you know. And as soon as it's out, you have a window of like a couple of weeks where there's that hype and stuff. After that, you know, like the month after, it's just going back to whatever it was. It's really hard to gain momentum. I mean, you're pretty much relying on some dude at a desk to pick your song for a spotify playlist in order for you to get the numbers that look good but even then it's like they're not necessarily like 
true fans that are going to keep following you they're going to listen to like just one song for a period of time you know and then and then they move on to something else and then they're on to something else because it's just right at their fingertips um so it's hard we have been like weighing up like do we do an album or do we stay doing because we've just done eps and singles for the reason that we wanted to kind of keep things fresh for that reason is that people's um attention span is so little <laughs> now you know yeah um but i think yeah i think we're just next year we're gonna just do an album anyway for us with no real um uh, what's the word like not 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 big expectations but just to have something that we've done together as an album is nice to do as a band and kind of take it from there but yeah it's a it's a different game for sure yeah yeah dude it's crazy um yeah you know because a lot of these bands they do touring and that's all they do so it's just yeah and if you can do that that's awesome i'd love to get to the point uh where we can do that but uh yeah it's a time it's definitely a time thing it's taking time to build to build it you know but yeah, yeah. So back to the day job oh, <laughs> man. right sure. yeah but i have a, I, I actually i have an awesome day job so i shouldn't be complaining um at all I, i'm super thankful i make um i make records for a living over here so um i'm i'm involved in music every day i guess That's awesome dude guess, yeah how long have you been doing that for uh oh it'll be going on about two and a half years a friend of mine um had moved from england to here to and he opened a recording studio he was a producer in the uk and um he recorded and produced uh the darkness um their first album oh wow but yeah like but like a bit like big big stuff yeah and, and his wife is from gothenburg so he moved here and opened this amazing um studio called spin road studios um and he asked me out for a drink one night and told me that he wanted to open uh, a record plant pressing plant mm -hmm. and that was this like new kind of thing and he said of course we need someone to to press records but um there's no one in sweden <laughs> that actually does that so he's like what do you think it could be something that you you know you could learn and um yeah i just i, I i'm re i'm really good at just saying yes all the time without thinking things through <laughs> so it was just like yeah, yeah 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 of course so all of a sudden yeah all of a sudden it's like we get these machines dropped off and the guys that make the machines they kind of show me how to turn them on and that was about it and was like good luck and then the next day it was like full production and just me <laughs> oh my god dude my head around these machines and all the steam and and yeah it was it was crazy but um yeah it's been going really good and uh, it's 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 really good to be able to record your own music and actually press and like physically make your own records. It's pretty, you know, DIY <laughs> to the extreme. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's super cool. But yeah, it's good. Meet a lot of people and a lot of local bands and and bigger artists. And we actually got our first uh, support show for Moving in Stereo from just working me working there, and I had a this guy come and visit the pressing plant and his name uh, was Hank Von Hell and he was the original singer or not the original but one of the singers from um, Turbo Negro 
um, oh. who were a massive like a uh, massive influence. I you know loved that band for years, and he'd kind of been away f- for ten years, like off off the radar. I think he got himself in a bit of grief, but he just was putting out this new album, like solo album through Sony Records, and yeah, we got to support him for our first for our first show as moving stereo pretty much so it's been good yeah for contacts and stuff like that yeah that's awesome yeah uh not not a lot of people could say that they know how to do uh that stuff <laughs> yeah i know it's it's super cool it's uh, yeah everyone's like that's the dream job uh, and it really is but i mean when you when you just only want to do one thing it's always going to be a job <laughs> you know yeah for yeah, sure dude hard. that's awesome yeah. dude yeah uh, so that- what three bands dead or yeah. alive would yeah. you play a show with and where would you play oh man well i can, i mean i i have to say guns and roses without <laughs> a doubt you know and, and can we bring venues back as well yeah dude right <laughs> I, you know, i'd love to i'd love to like yeah it would be guns and roses uh somewhere like the ritz or some some like awesome places that was um one of the, you know some of their best shows were held in the ritz or, or the troubadour or something like that um that would that would be one um oh shit this is really hard actually <laughs> um i always like asking the bands this question yeah, because I haven't really like thought about it too much. I I would yeah, I, shit. I have to say Taylor Swift. Oh wow! Um, anywhere <laughs> I would play with her anywhere. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. Taylor Swift, one hundred percent. Guns N' Roses, Taylor Swift. Shit, one more. Um, who would it be? I'd like to play with MXPX as well. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, I think that would be the next the next one. They're actually they were my first introduction to like like the new punk rock. But it was MXPX. So I, th- I think I had uh, Teenage Politics on CD, and I was like, I don't know, eighteen or something. Uh. So they've been yeah. They've been a big. They've actually been a huge influence. I don't know why I didn't mention them earlier. Um, for yet, like, still yeah. <laughs> now, you know, yeah, yeah. Guns N' Roses, Taylor Swift, and MXPX. That's a bit of a bastard breed. That's eclectic, that's, and that's awesome. Yeah, it's a good combo, <laughs> dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, is there anything you would like to tell the people or plug in? Uh. No, just, just, no, not really. I'm not very, I'm not very wise. I don't have too much to say these days. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, just, yeah, give music a chance. Like all, all these, there's so many amazing bands that, that are out and, you know, you see them on your news feeds. It's so easy to scroll past and, and really not pay too much attention, but there's, there's so much good stuff. Um, out there that needs to be heard really so don't rely on uh on the big playlist you know go and follow like there's so many playlists to follow you know you've got the uh, the wiretap one as well mm-hmm. it always has new stuff um there's uh punk fridays oh, fuck it. i've probably got that 
that wrong. Oh, punk, uh, his playlist, the playlist, Punk Radar. Uh, the, 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 this Punk Radar, and um, and then no, it's a uh, a friend of mine, Toby's, has one, and it's like a hashtag Punk Fridays. <laughs> Hang on, I got it right here. That's terrible. I'm I'm really shit at plugging. Yeah, it is. It's Punk Friday. <laughs> uh, hashtag Punk Friday. They 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 update it all the time. It's got some. Yeah, some really, really good bands out there. But yeah, just give music a chance. That would be my message. Don't chuck it away too quickly. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. How do you keep it posy? How do I keep it positive? Um, I don't know. I, I, I get told that I'm a little bit too positive, and it, and it, <laughs> I think it scares people off. So I think maybe I was just born a little bit positive. <laughs> I'm super happy and I'm super excited mm-hmm. um, about most things. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. There are a few things that I'm not so happy and positive about, but not, uh, yeah. Generally, I'm, I'm, I'm quite positive anyway. There you go. That's it. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, I don't have anything else to ask unless there's anything else cool. you wanted to talk about or plug in. No, I'm pretty good. Just, uh, yeah, that's it. Sweet, Just keep dude. an eye out on new music, I guess, right? Yeah, dude. Keep an <laughs> yeah. eye out on the music. If you haven't listened to Moving in Stereo yet, check that out. i got a new radio show called Some Kind of Punk, and it's on a radio station over here called Pirate Rock, which is, I guess it's, I think it's the biggest rock radio station in Sweden now. Um, the cool thing is, is that it's online. So it's every Friday night here, our time, at 9 p.m. for, for one hour. Um, but it's uh, online. I think you can stream it through uh, I Like Radio app. Um, not iHeartRadio, it's different. <laughs> There's an app called I Like Radio uh, and also from uh, PirateRock.se. Um, but you can find my Instagram and Facebook, Some Kind of Punk. So that was my conversation with Scott. Please check out Moving in Stereo and follow them on social media. The band's handle is at Moving in Stereo. If you want to follow them on Twitter, the handle is at Moving underscore in underscore stereo. That's Moving without the G. Thank you again to Scott for being a guest on the podcast. If you haven't yet, please check out the Keep It Posy podcast playlist on Spotify. Moving in Serial's latest single, No Plan B, has been added to the playlist. Scott's new radio show, Some Kind of Punk, starts this Friday, January 15th. As always, you can hit me up via email or social media, keepitposy.com for all the contact info. Thank you again to everyone for listening to another episode of the Keep It Posy podcast. Please take care of yourself and watch out for each other. Stay posy always. And remember, life is like a mosh pit. If you see someone fall, you gotta help that person get back up.